0: Behold, the fields are white, it's Harvest Time. With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenet Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Balu and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we continue our study in the Word of God. We're looking at the question, but preacher, why missions? We began on yesterday looking at the Great Commission given by our resurrected Lord to his disciples. I mentioned to you yesterday that the Great Commission is mentioned in the closing verses of the book of Matthew, the book of Mark, and in the book of Luke, and in the book of Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. Here we find the full context of the Great Commission given by our resurrected Lord. I also mentioned on yesterday that these could have been spoken at a different time, but there's no contradiction in them. One does not cancel the other, but rather they complement each other. On yesterday, we looked at the Great Commission in its simplest form given in the book of Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15. We learned three things from that portion of the Word of God, and time ran out on us yesterday. Look, if you will now, Again, at that verse of Scripture. The Bible said in Mark chapter 16, verse number 15, Then said he unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I pointed out to you on yesterday three truths we need to learn from that passage of Scripture. First of all, we learn that you cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place. He said, Go ye into all the world. And then number two, we discovered from this verse of Scripture that you cannot preach the gospel to the wrong person. He said, "'Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature.'" And then we learned number three from this passage of Scripture that God wants every creature to have a preacher. "'Go ye therefore into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature.'" And then in verse number 16, the word of God said, And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, I read that verse of scripture to deal with it, lest I get accused of leaving it out. This is a verse of scripture that those who believe you must be baptized in order to be saved, build upon very strongly. But they only use the first portion of the verse. The Bible said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Now, if we stop there, they would have a good foundation for their doctrine. But notice the rest of the verses of the scripture. The Bible said, but he that believeth not shall be Be damned. Now, the only way I would ever use the word damned or damned is in the context of the Word of God. And in that context, I ask you the question from verse 16, Who is damned? Is it the unbaptized or is it the unbeliever? Let's read the Word of God and let the Word of God answer that question for us. The Bible said again, verse 16... He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Very plainly we see that it is not the unbaptized who are damned, but it is the unbeliever that is under the curse and the judgment of God's condemnation. So we find here that the Lord Jesus Christ wants every creature to hear the Word of God so that they might believe it, they might receive the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved by the grace of God, by simple faith in Him. Now, I do not minimize the value of baptism for a believer, but that's part of the fruit of obedience that God puts in the heart of a person when He saves them by the grace of God. So we learn, first of all, that we cannot preach the gospel in the wrong place. God wants us to go into all the world. We learn, second, that you cannot preach the gospel to the wrong person. God wants us to preach the gospel to every creature. And thirdly, we learn that God wants every creature to have a preacher. Once again, I want to emphasize these questions that I asked on yesterday. When you look at verse number 15 of Mark 16, Our Lord said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, I ask you the question, is that a choice or is it a commandment? Is that an option or is it an obligation? My friend, I must submit to you, I do not see any area of that great commission that would cause me to believe that it is a choice or that it is an option, it is an obligation, it is a commandment that's given by the resurrected Lord to his disciples. And if we are going to be New Testament Christians, then we must be partaking in the work of reaching the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, I am rather dogmatic in what I say. I am convinced that any group of people "...who calls himself a church but ignores the Great Commission is not a New Testament church. You're no more than a civic club or social organization. God's churches are commanded in the Word of God that they be involved in the work of missions." So we find that the Scripture commands us to be involved in the work of missions." But then I want to come back for just a few moments and look at Matthew's account of the Great Commission. In Matthew chapter number 28, verse number 18, the Bible said, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Again, when I look at the Great Commission given here in this longer form, I again ask the question, is this Great Commission given to us as a choice or as a a commandment? Is it given to us as an obligation or as an option? I want to say to you, my friend, it is not just an option. It is an obligation. It is not a choice. It's a commandment given by our resurrected Lord. Now, I'm aware of the fact that there might be those who say, preacher, but that's the Jewish Commission. Well I remind you that the early church was a Jewish church, but there is not one verse in your Bible that cancels God's order given to us in the Great Commission. It still remains in effect. Now the Great Commission is built upon the word go. I said to you in the beginning of our question and answer series that missions are simply someone going somewhere. Telling somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice in verse number 19 of Matthew 28, the Bible said, go, go. That is the very basis of the Great Commission. And if there is no going, there is no Great Commission being carried out. If you as an individual Christian, if your church as an independent church is not involved in carrying out the Great Commission, then you have no right to claim to be either a New Testament church or a New Testament Christian. But I want us to look at that word, go, and build upon it as the Holy Spirit enables us these last moments of the broadcast. Notice, if you will, these questions. First of all, I ask the question, go who? Who is he speaking to? Is it just the 12 disciples or apostles? Is it just those early followers of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is this just a momentary commandment or commission that will die with those who are alive the moment that it is spoken? No, my friend, this is a continuing message to God's people generation after generation. Every generation of Christians are to be involved in going somewhere, telling someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. So, go who? Notice, if you will, the word ye. Who is included in that word ye? The word ye is not a singular pronoun, but rather a plural pronoun. It involves all God's people. All of God's children. Let me just give you an illustration. The Bible said, ye are the light of the world. To whom is he speaking? Is he only speaking to the disciples? Is he only speaking about missionaries? Who is he talking to when he said, go ye? And ye are the light of the world. My friend, after all these years of Bible study, I submit to you that he is not speaking just to a select group of his people. Every believer is involved in this word ye. So we see the word go, go ye. That includes all the saints of God. Then we find in Matthew chapter 21, verse number 28, the Bible said a certain man had two sons. And the father said to the sons, go work today in my vineyard. Now who is the father representing? It represents our heavenly father. Who are the sons representing In that parable, it represents you and I who are sons of God. And so every saint of God is to be involved in going. Every son of God is to be involved in going. Then the Bible said in the book of Luke, chapter number 14, verse number 21, And the Lord said unto the servants, Go ye unto the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be full." I ask you the question, of whom is our Lord speaking when he talks about this Lord? You know who it is. It's the Lord himself. Of whom is he speaking when he talks about these servants that he said to go into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in? He speaks of every one of us who are saved by the marvelous grace of God. So God wants every saint of God, every son of God, and every servant of God to be busy going somewhere telling someone about the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say again God is serious when He deals in the matter of souls and the Great Commission. He wants every creature to have a preacher, He does not will that any die in their sins and go to hell, but that every sinner hear the gospel with repentance and faith turn from their sin to the Savior and be saved by the marvelous grace of God. And he lays the responsibility upon you and I to go tell them that God loves them and Christ died for them. Father, take the word, use it to your glory, I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white. It's Harvest Time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry. God has been so good to us. We're now broadcasting on over 50 radio stations a day, and then around the world several times a day by way of internet and shortwave radio, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179, Promise Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735, and be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you until the next broadcast.